In today's show, me and my croaky voice are going to be talking about sleepers for points leagues. Yahoo, ESPN, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. I am back from a short vacation, so pre recorded shows are done. Um, Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl drafts have started for all of the leagues, for category leagues, from Atlanta through to Oklahoma City. Orlando, through to Orlando. <clears throat> in points leagues, the drafts have started from Atlanta through to the Knicks. I am still in the process of sending out invites for Spurs, Raptors, and then you'll get the information for Jazz and Wizards coming later today. In points leagues, there are a few people who haven't accepted their invites for the Philadelphia, Portland, Sacramento, Phoenix League. So check your e- email inboxes. There are invites that are out there. I've got about 24 spots to fill in the category leagues through those four divisions. I think there's about 40 for the points leagues, 40 to 50 for the points leagues. So get your invitations in or your um, yeah, your applications. That's what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> and then you'll get your invitations back and we will start those slow drafts. So Yahoo made an adjustment to their ranks like two hours or so before I headed away. I was going to do, here's a, a show on all the updates to Yahoo rankings, but I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to do this points league sleeper video. I'm going to do a points league bust video coming as well. Then we'll do some category sleepers and busts incorporating those changes. I do think there'll be one more change to Yahoo ranks as well. So we'll do something probably after that one also, but the sleeper and bust videos that we're going to do will incorporate those changes to the ranks. I'm going to use my sleeper and bust, or this is sleeper obviously, based on the ranks. Because when you go into a default draft room, the ranks will be what it defaults to. And then ADPs, usually, especially when there are massive changes in rankings, the ADPs follow. They tend to follow follow that. Now, if you're in a league full of people who know what they're doing, they won't pay huge attention to what's going on with the rankings. But you might not be in that situation. But I think it's worth mentioning where I, which players I see as being value as opposed to where they are pre-ranked. Again, we don't know what goes into the Yahoo X rank because they don't tell us. Is it based on points? Is it based on category? Is it based on who they think's got the longest eyelashes or the smallest nutsack? I've got no idea because they don't tell us. Is it based on nine cat, eight cat per game points, totals? No one knows. So we try and exploit where the value is based on our own format. So this is going to be based on default Yahoo points scoring. And then the second half of the show will be on default ESPN points scoring. Now, all that's out of the way. My voice is croaky. Warney. Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't do that, could I? Didn't realize the limitations in my voice. Holy shit. 
Apologies for that. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll take more care of it. Let's look at some sleepers over on Yahoo Points Leagues. And where's LeBron at um, 22? LeBron James. Why? I know <clears throat> he missed time last season. That's, that is true. There's, there's absolutely no doubt about that. He finished third on a per-game basis last season. I, at 22 is pretty crazy to me. I, I, just, I just don't get it. Like, why are we doing this? Why are we taking him um, that low? There's no, <clears throat> there's no rationale to me unless you just think. Again, people seem to think that injuries just carry over year over year. Well, he missed 20 games this year, so now he'll miss 20 games this year. And that just isn't what happens. Yeah, you might have a lingering injury, which is what we're always worried about. Lonzo Ball, forget, not drafting him. He's out multiple months, maybe this season. Oh, there's hope he comes back. Cool. Someone else can deal with that. Rob Williams is out for two to three months. I'm just not interested. Right? But LeBron, yeah, I'm pretty interested. He's good. Simple as that. He's good. Last season, for total value, total value, playing 56 games, he was 14th. So unless you think he's playing 48 games, then what are we doing at 22? You know, what what we're doing is getting extreme value on LeBron, who's a first-round player. And, yeah, you might see him slide early seconds. If you're picking on the turn, like getting him at 15, 14, I know that's not quite the turn, but the turn is just, it's an idea. It's a people rather than a specific spot. Anyway, anywhere like 13, 14, 15 is what I consider the turn. Back end, first round, start second round. Hey, you take LeBron there. I think you're getting pretty good value out of it. And you're eliminating... Um, I think a lot of that risk you have for injury. So unless you just think, and how, and how you predict it, that LeBron's going to miss half of the season's games, it's, it's amazing value. Ja Morant, this is again the limitations of an X rank that is non-specific. Now, I will I shit on ESPN all the time, as you're well aware. I tell you how bad their, their format is, how little attention to detail they, they put out there. But at least, at least on their rankings, they separate them. They say, here are points league rankings. Here are category league rankings. Yahoo says, ah, just put them all together. I'll let them figure it out. Just put them all together and they can work it out. Like, that's, that's nonsense. It's garbage. It's disrespectful. It's insulting. So <clears throat> that's the downside here. Jam ran at 28 in a category league, totally fine. They had him at like 14 initially, which is silly. In a points league, yeah, that's, that's silliness as well. He was 11th per game last season. Jar was. So again, are we just saying, well, and, and I have doubts about his knee. Three knee injuries in one season is, is a red flag to me. It's a consistent injury to the same knee, which he'd also had surgery on a couple of years later. That's a worry. That is a worry. Jar was 29th on a per game basis, so total basis, last season for Yahoo points, playing 57 games. So again, that's predicting that he's going to miss 25 games, that you pick him at 28. I wouldn't go into a situation expecting that few games. 67, 68, sure. You're missing 24 games. I don't think so. <clears throat> so many at the top of this list here. LeBron, Jar, Zion. It's based on injuries. Zion didn't play at all last season. They didn't rank 50th. It's insane to me. This is a first-round player who you don't take in the first round, but if you get him at the end of the second, start of the third, which you possibly could, because his ADP is not even far off this. It's 41. This is a points league monster. I think he's fully healthy. We've seen that. There's a risk of re-injury? Sure. Sure. But you don't take him in round one. You probably don't take him in round two. But you take him in round three, which is still ahead of ADP, massively ahead of rank, and you've still got two rounds of value to extract out of that. 
on the front side. I love it. Pascal Siakam. Now, this one's not injury-based. <clears throat> I don't know why he is down this low. Siakam's at 26. He was 16th last season. No, no idea. Can't explain it. Early second-round pick to me in a points league. If you wanted to take him at 12, I've got no problem with that. I, I probably wouldn't do it, but i got no problem with it. I think he's going to be a monster. At 26 is nonsense. Shea Gildas-Alexander at 58 is foolish, I think. <clears throat> yes, he is injured to start the season. I don't know how long he's going to be out. It might be zero games. He is going to miss some time. Absolutely no, no doubt about that. He was 18th per game last season. Again, 58 is too low. That is basically the end of round five. To me, yeah, for a top 20 player, which is what I think Shea is per game, fourth round, start of the fourth round, pick 37, pick 40. Again, we'll get a little bit more clarity on the injury, but it's not a long-term thing, I don't think. He's not having surgery, which is great news on a knee. Um, 58 is too low. It's not massively too low, and they've made the adjustment on the injury. I just think they've gone too hard on it. So I will take him. This one again, Darren Fox, like Ja Morant, no reason for it to be this low. 42. He had a down year last year and was 36th. Do we expect him to be worse than last season? I I, def, I don't. I expect him to be better. And mid-round four, every day. Absolutely every day of the week. Now, in a category league, it's probably bang on. But in a points league, what's the opposite of bang on? Bang off? That doesn't make any sense. But it's shit. So you take him earlier than this. He's around probably an early round three player. Probably early round three versus mid-round four, which is what that tells you. If you took him at 24 on the second round turn, I don't think there's a problem with that too too much. And then this one again, people are, are scared. Again, I get it. He did not play at all last season. He had mental health issues. He had back surgery. But this is a top 40 player in Ben Simmons. He's ranked 84th. You don't take him at 40. You don't take him at 50. You get him at 65, which is, you know, I, I think pretty good value. Simo's ADP is 84. Like, so you take him at 70. That's so much value. And honestly, on average, I haven't done this for the last couple of years, but I've done it a few years before that. On average, the top 150 from one season to the top 150 from the next season, yet 50 guys move in or out. 50 people change. Two thirds of those guys change. Meaning that when you do a draft, a standard 13 man draft, like after round seven or round eight, Everyone's expendable. You can take risks on guys and you end up dropping that many players. That's how much there is change in the top 150. So Simmons in that round seven range, is that where he is? He's in round eight, actually, at 84. Who cares, man? Take him at 75. If he actually doesn't work out and he gets hurt and he plays 40 games, it actually doesn't hurt you. And if he plays 70... Well, you want to talk league winners? I think league winner is an overused term and one that people use to fluff themselves up. Um, it's not a real thing. But if you take him at 80 or 75 and he plays 70 games, then you're in a pretty strong spot. You're looking pretty bloody good, I think. Now, with all these, we're going to go through a bunch of them. I'm going really slow here for some reason. Now, I'm not telling you that I know these guys are going to finish here. These are just the ones that stand out to me as providing really good value. I'm going to be wrong on some of them. LeBron might tear his ACL knock on wood in game one. No one knows that, right? But the odds and the probabilities are he's much better than this spot. So that's what we're trying to extract the value out of. And if you want to extract value from looking at 
football games over the weekend, BetOnline is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis in every game you can find. My undefeated Miami Dolphins, which I got up at 3 a.m. on Monday to watch them beat the Bills. Sucks to be you, Josh Allen. They're taking on the Bengals today. Thursday night football, and BetOnline has all of those odds available for that game. So who is favored? The Bengals are four-point favors. They, no one believes in Tua, mate. No one believes in him. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information while live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's also the fastest and easiest way, BetOnline.net is, to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. So head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Let's look at some more Yahoo sleepers. I'm not going to talk too much more about theory on these guys. Just go through a bunch of players who I think are important to note. Julius Randle, the old double royal. I get it. It's easy to hate on him. I hate him. He's annoying, right? He's annoying. Will they, and old mate, one of the worst coaches in the NBA, old mate Tom Thibodeau, just, he's not going to stop playing Julius Randle. I, if he stops playing Julius Randle, I, I don't know what I'll do. I'll show you my ass on this on this um, video. I, I don't know. Is he going to stop doing it? No, he's not. And in a, again, this is we're trying to split the difference here between Randall in a category league and Randall in a points league. Julius Randall, Julius Randall, was 28th in points leagues last season. He is now ranked 103rd. Excuse me. Now I don't think he's going to be 28th. He might not be top 50. But you got 50 spots to play around with here. What are we doing? Yes, Obi. You know what the thing is? I'd like to see them give Obi Toppin a chance. Obi Toppin a chance. Obi Toppin is not that good, right? So while I can say yes, Randall shouldn't play 39 minutes every night and is detrimental to team success, and they probably should look for a way to dump him after signing him to that extension after an undeserved All NBA campaign. That's all true, right? But Obi Toppin's not this unbelievable prospect that needs to play. He's just waiting. He's going to blow up into an All NBA guy. I don't believe that. So I think Randall's still going to play. He's going to get a lot of minutes. I think he's going to piss this in, beating 103. What are we, like, he's ADP 62. So I still think there's value ahead of his ADP. But that ADP is going to slide because ADP tends to follow rank. It tends to follow it. This will push out to the 70s, 75s. He's a top 50 points league guy. I feel pretty comfortable with it. Keldon Johnson has a dislocated shoulder. He's going to be ready to start the season, it appears. So I'm not worried about that too much with him. Um... He can be a frustrating category league guy because of his lack of contribution in so many categories. But in points leagues, uh, I think he's going to put out probably a top 50 season. Now, they did bump his rank to 67, so the ADP will start to come in. I still think there's value in him at 67, um, even with the injury. Jalen Green's at 72. I'm expecting a big jump from Jalen. Number one, he was bad for three months or so of last season, but really good for the stretch. It doesn't top 50 or so in the last two and a half months. He also only played 32 minutes a night last season. I expect that to jump up. Now, even if you don't fully expect him to score like 24 points per game, which I do, fantasy points, I think he exceeds 35. Um, I still think there's tremendous value in him at 71 or 72. Like just tremendous value in him at that spot. It doesn't make a ton of sense to have him push down that far. So I, I think he's again, probably a fifth round sort of guy. And even if you get him at 58, I reckon you can still get 10 spots of value on that. His teammate, 
Cousin Kevin Porter Jr., again, we know what it is. It's the discrepancy between category leagues and points leagues. Porter's ranked 105th. He was 76th in points leagues last season, playing 31 minutes a night. He might play 32 or 33, but he's going to be worse than last season. I highly doubt that. And like Green, and it goes under the radar, he was actually really good post-All-Star break. Like, really good. Shot 39% from three over the course of the season. He was really good. Colin Sexton's at 82. Nice adjustment after the Mitchell trade. Probably still not high enough for me. I reckon he goes higher than this. He is a good points league guy. I, I know a lot of people just expect him to play at point guard. I, I don't think he's anywhere close to a point guard. Um, and Mike Conley is still there. They don't have many other point guards, but Jared Butler's on the team. I don't think he's going to play exclusively as a point guard, but I don't really care. I think this is a round six player, if not round five player in points leagues, who you can get as a round seven, round eight guy. RJ Barrett. No, 123 is stupid. No, no way. He's a top 80 guy pretty easily. Um, And again, it's where we get into understanding the type of league you're in, where you understand the value. Like, this is just... It's just, he's way better than this. Like, simple as that. In a category league, yeah, I get it. He was 72nd in points leagues last season. This is a top 70 upside guy. Actually, shit, it's a top 60 upside guy. 123 is nonsense. And I think Larry Markinen has pretty strong value. There is some thoughts. Tony Jones, the Utah, Utah Jazz beat reporter for The Athletic, thinks that they'll start Markinen, Vanderbilt, and Olenek all together. But irrespective of if Kelly plays, Kelly, if Larry plays the uh, three or the four, He's going to get shots. He's going to be the second offensive option behind Sexton. And at 108, he's just better than this. Like, he, he just he just is. He was 112th last season on the Cavs team. He's much better than this. So much value um, can come this way. Some more guys to look at. Devin Vassell's at 86 on Yahoo. I think there's value there. But it's the Smitties that, that I'm really, really interested in here. Ah, Smitty. And I feel like for some reason on ESPN, they did the same thing especially on the category rankings, just dropped them way off. I don't know why. Um, Jabari Smith, 142. Jalen Smith, sorry, Jalen Smith, 142. Jabari, 137. There's 70 spots of value in both of those guys. This makes no sense to have them as last round only players. Absolutely zero sense. You cannot justify it to me in the slightest. If you find them falling outside the top 100, just be happy, man. That's Just be happy. I think there's some value in Kyle Kuzma at 94. I think he's being a little bit underrated. He's not going to be as good as what he was last season because he did a lot of his damage when Beal was out and then he didn't cross over a huge amount with Porzingis. So I think he's going to drop off, but 94 is good value. Keegan Murray at 99. I think he's probably going to be a better points league guy than category league guy, but there is some value in him at 99. Jamal Murray at 111. You cannot explain it to me. You cannot make it make sense. It's a nonsense ranking. Um, He's fine. He will miss some back-to-back, sure, right? That's fine. 111th is nonsense. And then Jalen Suggs at 172. They're making him undraftable. Yeah, well, nah. I'll definitely take him in the last round at the very late, at the you know, very latest. Had no problem grabbing him in round 12 or round 11. I think he's going to get solid minutes. I think he's already a really good defender, and that keeps you on the court. And with Gary Harris out, and now Markel Fultz out, he's going to get minutes. 172 is ridiculous. Some other guys I like on Yahoo. We are going to do ESPN. Um, rattle off these ones. Spencer Dinwiddie at 117. Cole Anthony at 128 now that Fultz is injured to start the season. Stephen Adams at 144 is a stupid ranking for points leagues. Dylan Brooksy Brooks at 140 is too low for points leagues. Nick Claxton at 126. I think there's maybe 20 spots of value there. Cam Johnson, confirmed starter. We've been operating under the assumption 
that Cam Johnson was going to be the starter for the Suns all offseason. Now Jay Crowder is getting traded because he got his little fear wings hurt. So he's going to be traded somewhere, and Johnson is the confirmed starter. That probably gives him a two- to three-minute boost based on last season. Again, we projected him to be the starter. So that doesn't change a huge amount there, but 136 is value. Alinek at 219, yep, ridiculous. I think he's going to start. He might only play 25 minutes, but 219 tells me you don't draft him in 18-team leagues, which is foolish. Foolish. And some other guys. Benny, these are more last-round sort of flyers. Benny Matherin, old Humpty Dumpty, take him at 139. I think it'd be rough early on, especially for categories, but for points, it's fine. Pat Beverly at 233. Well, the Lakers' backcourt is still a mess, but Beverly is better than that. Jaden Ivey at 168. I think it's better than that. Oladipo at 212. Now, that might not work out great, but I do think that it's a good value pick in the last round with uncertainty in their rotation. Baisley at 202, much better points than category league guy, and he's probably going to start and get to 30 minutes. Timmy Hardaway at 188 has definitely got top 150 potential. And then you go to the Bronco himself, Jalen Williams at 242, with Shea out maybe to start the season. Williams and Chet out already. Williams does have an opportunity to to step up into a large role. Probably doesn't come to fruition until later in the season, but I really like him. And he's at least worth taking a last round flyer on to um to see what happens. Let's transition over to talk ESPN points leagues now. Kevin Durant is at 19 on their points leagues. 19. I know there is uncertainty, some uncertainty. Oh, what if he gets sad? What if they um what if they play poorly and he requests a trade again? He's 34. What if he all get he gets hurt? I get all that, right? He was fifth per game last season, Kevin Durant. Fifth. And James Harden played on that team for half the season, over half the I know Kyrie was out, but fifth. Fifty two and a half fantasy points he averaged. Now he might not get he might not get to fifty two again. He might not get to fifty. But even last season playing fifty five games, he was nineteenth. Do you think he's going to play 50? Again, projecting 55 games to me just doesn't seem realistic. It's maybe maybe he plays that few, but you're going and saying, oh, I think Kevin Durant's going to miss 27 games? I don't think so. Speaking of silly, Kyrie Irving at 39. Now, you either think Kyrie is going to lose his mind and play 30 games again, in which case you don't draft him at all, or he's going to play the usual 65 games and smash this number. There's no in-between here. And that's what this number is trying to do, go in-between. 10th ranked player last season. You get him in round four. And on ESPN, it's default default 10 man leagues. That's like the end of round four. Oh, it's good value. <clears throat> Same as Anthony Davis at 28. Now, Anthony Davis, Anthony Davis quotes uh, something for like the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, I couldn't shoot uh, in January, after January because I hurt my wrist. Bro was shooting 18% before January. Um, oh, this is the year. We're going to run the offense through me. LeBron told me, cool. Every year that's happened. Every year we've heard that, and it never happens, right? It's the same shit every year from him. But he was eighth per game last season. Again, there is a risk. We know this. But you're either all in, your ball's out, and you take him in the second round. Or, you know, at, at 28, like, what are, you, what are you thinking there? That he misses 20 games? Like, I don't know. I just feel like it's just trying to fit in the middle and doesn't really help anything. So you either don't draft Davis at all, or you take him at 16 or 17. Because the upside's too good. I've talked about Zion at 37. Well, he was at 50 on Yahoo. 37 is still too low. What's going on with Tyrese Halliburton, though? <clears throat> 36? 
He was 29th per game last season on ESPN Points Leagues, so we expect him to be worse. Nope, nope. Absolutely not. One of the biggest steals you'll ever find. Now, his ADP somehow, because I guess a lot of the people drafting on ESPN have got dicks in their ears or something. I don't know what's going on. Why is his ADP 40? Why are they looking at him at 36 and going, you know what? That's actually too high. That's too high for Halliburton. Now, I know some people have him ranked really high, but take him at 14, 15, 18, 24. There's so much value here. 36 is stupid. There's an, I, I cannot rationalize it at all. And I try to look at this, and half the time I look at it with these ranks, I go, oh, I can get it. I get why this happens. Uh, this one, I, I can't. I, I just, I can't. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> <laughs> Same story. Quiet 38. He's either good, good to go, and plays his games, and he's the eighth best player, or he's hurt and misses the whole season. Like, which one is it? 38 is too low. He is going to miss back-to-backs. We're aware of that. But he is healthy. He's ready to go. He's a second-round player pretty comfortably. I don't know when he's going. The Clippers have a bad playoff schedule, sure, but I'm not dropping him to the end of the fourth round in a 10-team league or middle of the fourth round in a, in a um, 12-team league. I'm, I'm not doing that. In 2021, he missed... 2020-2021, he missed 20 games and he had 25th by totals. The year before that, the COVID year, he missed 15 games and he was 12th on totals. Like, 38 doesn't make a ton of sense to me. It's trying to split the difference somehow. Let's talk Goose. Now, Anthony Edwards keeps going higher and higher and higher in drafts, but on ESPN, they went no. They said, we think he'd be better one spot than last season, where he was 44th, so he's now 43rd. This is a back-end second-round points league guy, I think. Yeah, maybe you make the case that he's 25th or 28th or 30th. There's still a lot of value in him there at 43. For all of you who think that I actually do hate Scotty Barnes, he's a massive sleeper on ESPN. The ranking of 63 is too low. It was something, again, you have to be really careful when you listen to um, Media Day stuff because people will just take it and run with it, right? And expect this to, because most of the stuff is bullshit. Yeah, there's the talk, uh, Scotty Barnes is now going to be the Raptors point guard and Van Vliet's going to play off ball. And I honestly, sure, that'll happen sometimes. I will be staggered, flummoxed, if Scotty Barnes is the guy running the team and Van Vliet's playing like Gary Trent. I would be absolutely floored. Siakam will run point guard sometimes. Van Vliet will do it majority of the times. And Barnes will probably increase his on-ball reps a little bit. But I don't think he's coming out as the full-time starting point guard, as some people tend to run with those comments. What I do think is possible is that it's probably opening up the opportunity for Precious Achua to start some of these comments. You're moving Trent to the bench, Barnes becoming more of a guard, which enables that. But I don't think it's like, well, Van Vliet is just the catch-and-shoot player now and Barnes is orchestrating everything. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Regardless, he's still a massive steal. And if he does become a full-time point guard, which I think there's a 0.05% chance of happening, yeah, he smashes that. Smashes it. Yucca Pirtle's at 72. He might get traded, sure. But he might get top 40 value before he gets traded. I like that. Take him at 60, you love it. Jalen Green at 67. We talked about him already. Miles Turner's going to start the season in Indiana. He's going to be the starting center. They're giving him the opportunity to be the center on this team. Um, 
64 is really good value. Now, if he came in at 40, which is probably where he can get to, I, I would say it's a little bit of risk there. 67, 64, no problem. The Kevin Porter problem raises its head again. Why is it 107? I, I can't for the life of me explain it. 79th in 31 minutes per game last season. Do they think Ty Ty is a full-time starter now? What's what's happening with that? I don't get it. Kelton Johnson at 71. We talked about that already. Josh Giddy at 77. They've got Giddy much lower on ESPN than Yahoo, so that provides value. And he is a much better points league player than category league player because you don't worry. You know, ESPN does have some efficiency stuff built in to their formula, but still, he's good value at number 77, I believe. Trey Jones at 115. Josh Primo now has an MCL sprain. He should be ready to start the season, but I am absolutely convinced that Trey Jones is the starting point guard on this team. He's going to get solid minutes. He's going to put up okay numbers. 115 is too late for Trey Jones, in my opinion. He should be a top 100 guy. In fact, in a points league, I can easily see him averaging 30 points. Easily, maybe more. And that might make him a seventh round player. I wouldn't necessarily take him there. I'd take him at 80 or 90 or 95. But there's so much value in that spot. Devin Vassell, similarly, I think he exceeds 30 fantasy points and at 93, that's value. Marklin at 141 is nonsense. It's foolish. It's way too low. I don't know why he would be down that low after that trade. Oh, hi, Mark. Um, You can't make that make sense. He was 113th last season. So why he would be lower, I have no idea. The delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Now, while I do admit that there might be sometimes we're going a little bit too high on him, uh, yeah, people getting me 50, 48, 57. I think that's getting too high. He's at 89 on ESPN with an ADP of 105. I'll, I'll happily take him in the 80s every single day of the week. Not a problem. I think the Baptist, Johnny Collins, is just constantly sliding under the radar. Yes, DeJounte Murray is there, but they did lose Gallinari, and his backup now is Jalen Johnson. Hardly reliable Jalen Johnson. So Collins might actually play more minutes. He averaged 33 fantasy points last season. Maybe he gets 32. Maybe he gets 34. <clears throat> 88's too low. Jalen Smith's at 125. Okay. Oh, actually, do they have him out? They must have pushed him back into the rankings. Good for them. He's at 125. That's too low. And then Gordon Hayward, the injury risk is there again. But this is a top 80 guy, I think, on a per-game basis. He was 87th last season per-game. He is currently healthy. Who knows how long it lasts? 119 is basically last-round stuff for an ESPN Standard League, which is ridiculous. Get him at 100. If it doesn't work out, oh, well. If it does, you've maybe snagged 25 spots of value. And that's what we want. We want two, three, four lots rounds of value with our last picks. And if he gets hurt, Gordon, I'll see you later. Bye. We'll get someone else in. Easy, easy stuff. How about the big fella? The warmonger, Franz Wagner. 98. I know he's played really well in Eurobasket. I think some may be expecting a little bit too high of a jump, but he's been routinely underranked on sites. You might get 20 spots of value by picking him at 98. PJ Washington Jr. at 150. Absolutely no explanation whatsoever. He was 123rd last season in 27 minutes, and there's no Miles Bridges. Surely the 27 goes to at least 30, maybe 32. Full-time starting power forward. 150 is nonsense. Brandon Clark, 147. Even if he doesn't start, there's at least a boost without Jaron Jackson. He was 128th last season. In how many minutes? 19. 
19. Crazy. Mikael Bridges won 13. Now, Mikael Bridges is not as good of a points league guy as a category league guy. We know that, right? But 113 is too low. Pretty clearly too low. He was at 92nd last season. And there are these comments out of Suns training camp. Well, we're going to get Cam and Mikhail to initiate the offense more. That just sounds like we're fluffing them, <clears throat> really. Because, <clears throat> as I will always say, imagine being on the floor. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are there. And go, let's give it to Mikhail Bridges to start the offense. How often do you really think it's going to happen? Like, let's get Cam Johnson, noted dribbler and noted, you know, pick and roll maestro Cam Johnson to initiate an offense. Like, why, why would you ever do it? And have Chris Paul and Devin Booker just sitting in the corners as, as um, catch and shoot guys. Like, it's all well and good to say this stuff. Oh, I expect them to take a big step forward. In reality, how much is it going to happen? Well, let's be serious. But irrespective of that, it's a good value for Bridges at 113. Now, at the start of this show, I praised ESPN. I said, hey, it's great. They have separate points in category leagues. Yahoo's X rank makes no sense. It tries to combine them all together and fails. Well, this is a fail. If you're going to have a separate points league ranking, don't put RJ Barrett at 132, which is you know, more akin to his <clears throat> category league ranking. 132, Rowan Barrett, the 103rd ranked player last season. Nah. Monty Morris, 143. Yep. Roll is strong, starting point guard. He's good there. <clears throat> and Cam Johnson, 166. As I said, we know he's a confirmed starter now. We expected that to be the case. He's way higher than that. You've got to take a flyer on him in a draft at least, round 10, round 11. Claxton's down at 284. Yeah, look, he's a maybe top 120 guy. It's too low. Steve Adams at 145 and Zubat's at 149. Senders fly off boards. It's not as important in a points league because we don't care about categories. Just one. who gives me more fantasy points. But these guys are maybe 30, 40 spots too low. Those three centers, they're way too low. Claxton, Adams, and Zubats. So if you don't get a center really, you need to fill one out. You feel pretty confident in ESPN draft that you'll get one late. Jordan Clarkson at 154. Back to Tony Jones again. He said it's more likely that Jordan Clarkson gets extended by the Jazz than he gets traded, which is surprising to me. But apparently he loves being in Utah. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Man on the street, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, that this boot bumps him, that sort of information. 154. I'm not saying he's going to blow up into the top 80. There's value in that. More centers you can get late. Brook Lopez, 221. Kalilinik, 201. Kalilinik might be top 100. He probably won't be, but he might be. Playing 28 minutes a night, he will be. He probably doesn't get there, but I love that. The um, Rabbit Hunter, Alex Caruso. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Onzo Ball's out for months. Probably don't see him until 2023. Um, portion of the season at the earliest. Someone's going to start. I think it'll be Caruso. It might be Desunmu. Regardless, they get bumps. So Caruso at 155 means he's not draftable in a standard ESPN format, according to them. It means he's barely draftable in a 12-team league format. And I think that's foolish. I think in a 12-team, I'd take him round 12, maybe round 11. We're taking flyers there, remember. Two-thirds of your draft are going to get dropped. Sorry, not true. One-third of your draft is going to get dropped. So... Once you hit pick 100, just go wild, man. Even when you pick 90, go crazy. Take the flyer. If he plays 32 a night for three months, he might be top 90 in that time. At 120, take it. Take him there. See what happens. There's upside in it. There is upside in it. And that will do it for me today. 
I'll be back later today with a Utah Jazz fantasy preview. The Wizards preview probably come out today as well. And then tomorrow we'll do fantasy points busts. And then we've got mock drafts coming. ADP battles coming. Must draft players. Do not draft players. Did I say mock drafts? There's going to be mock drafts. Yeah. I might end up doing a 12-team series of mock drafts from pick one, pick two, pick three, all of them. Smash out mock drafts. You like to see different ways to build teams. I might do that. Not decided on it yet. It's going to be so many mock drafts. Probably seven or eight ADP battles with different fantasy analysts as well. Do not drafts. Injury reports. Oh, my God. There's so much stuff. This voice better recover. Um, guys, follow me on Apple Podcasts. Or follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Good luck in the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl on YouTube. Thumb it up. Drop those comments down below. Tell me how much Scotty Barnes is a legend. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.